Today's show because we got a great show for you. We're previewing week 15, so let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is December 12th, and we've got ourselves a little Spygate 2.0. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing great. As we kick right off, we got some nice little NFL news before we give our week 14, no, 15, my bad, 15, week 15, God, the season is flying by. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is. The news, though. Patriots, once again, got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. For those of you who don't know, this is kind of where I'm at. Feel free to chime in if I get any of these wrong in just the summarization of what I know as far as uh, things that have unfolded. Last week, they so the Patriots do a series. It's called Do Your Job. I've actually seen a couple, like one of these. I saw the one on the nutrition guy. Pretty interesting, actually. But they have a, a series called Do Your Job where they – Highlight people in the organization that you don't typically see. So, like, nutritionist, equipment guy. This week, they were shooting an advanced scout, who is somebody who goes to games ahead of time and scouts for the Patriots. Pretty simple title. Says exactly what you need to know. The guy was filming him, finished up filming. He then apparently started filming the sidelines. Now, the Patriots had gotten permission from the Browns and the NFL to just film the scout. Bengals noticed he was filming the sidelines, one of their media guys. They approached him with security. He then essentially said, hey, can we just delete the tape and forget about it? They were like, no, bro. And then, <laughs> no, bro, that's not cool. They got the tapes. The NFL has the tapes. The Bengals have the tapes. The Patriots have come out kind of distancing themselves from this. They've used the line. He's an independent contractor. It's like their own little black, or, uh, water. What was it? Blackwater? Whatever that one the government hired out to Afghanistan. Kind of their own version, but for filming sidelines. And that is where we're at right now. <laughs> so yeah. uh, where are we at with this? Um, well, I have a few, few opinions here. Um, I'm not totally shocked by it. Um, I have a few things. Yeah, now I think about it more. I'm not totally shocked by it. Um, I, I think it's ridiculous that they're filming the Bengals. Like, you really need to film the Bengals. I think you can win without cheating. Um, yeah, I, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think you do that with the Bengals. But, and then also, one thing I'm getting tired of, of hearing, and I, I feel like I hear this mostly from Patriots fans that are defending their team, is the, well, every team does it. How do you know that, first of all? How do you know every team does this? Are you involved with teams? I'm personally not involved with teams. I don't personally know that every team does this. And, and if every team does this, why is only New England getting caught? So uh, I think if this actually did happen, um, I, I, don't, I don't know how much of an advantage it really plays, but if you're getting other teams' calls for plays, it's obviously an advantage. I think they need to fucking hammer down pretty hard if this actually comes out to be true and if that's truly what they were doing again. Uh, I, last time, I think they lost the number one pick. I want to say uh, Robert Kraft got fined like a million dollars. Something like that. I don't remember. Uh, but I know they lost the number one pick. I'm thinking maybe you should take maybe two number one picks. I don't know. You can't get caught doing it again. Fair. Here's the thing where I'm at on this. One, I don't understand it. This is the part I do not understand, and I continually do not understand about filming the sidelines. Aren't all plays called in through a radio nowadays? Like, this isn't college where you're you're doing hand signals unless you're running, like, maybe a two-minute offense where you're speeding up the tempo and you got to get plays in faster. But, like, I don't understand why the Patriots would do this given pretty much – I mean, we all watch football on Sundays. They all show the sideline multiple times the coach holding the play card over his mouth calling in the plays like this isn't college where you're you're changing it where you're 
actually signaling in calls. So I don't, I've never understood these scandals. And when everybody says, well, everybody does it, I get maybe filming a practice because then you're seeing like maybe what they're implementing to beat you. Like that gives you an advantage. But I don't understand how this one gives you an advantage. The second right. point I get on this one too is it's the fucking bangles. Like, yeah. What are you stealing? And if, if somebody is signaling in plays with like their hands or whatever, wouldn't it be like baseball where you just change it up the next week? So that would be almost irrelevant. So I've never understood what the point is of filming a sideline just to begin with off the bat. Yeah, that's a fair point. I would think that you would change the signs personally. Um, Maybe they don't, uh, but then you made a good point. I, I thought most calls were called in on like through you know the headset through a radio. Um, the only time that I could think maybe calls aren't made through a radio would be like for the defense because a lot of times the DBs are getting their own That's calls fair. while the linebackers in the front seven are getting their own calls. So maybe that, but I would assume that the Patriots would be filming the offensive calls. But yeah, I, I would think so. I, I guess I've never actually totally <laughs> known which who they're filming. But yeah, you you bring up you bring up some good points. I I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be it's nice. A dumb thing. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but you can't be getting caught doing this again. No, you cannot be. And that brings me to my second point. Well, two of three points I have. I want to see the tape. The NFL clearly has the tape. The Bengals have the tape. I want one of them to release it so we can all see exactly what they were maybe trying to get an advantage on. Like I do want to see the tape. Which yeah, is my second. Me too. So release that fucker. My third is, is actually a theory, I, a, a conspiracy theory I heard from Roan over at Barcelona. I'm going to paraphrase it here, which kind of maybe makes sense. The Patriots don't, well, I'm adding this tidbit. Patriots don't really care about draft picks, but his theory is that they did this because they've been stinking it up on offense recently. The Patriots historically have done better when it's them versus the world. They did this knowing it isn't that big of a thing because they're not going to get that big of an advantage because most plays are called in. The last time it happened, they, it wasn't as if they gave them like the death penalty. It was a very easily payable fine. They gave up a draft pick. Who gives a fuck? They, they get their players in the later rounds. They get them off the streets, wherever they find them. Um, so this was all intentionally done so that stories about like Brady having an like starting age would go away. Um, the offense slowing down, and it would light a fire under all of them. And they used an independent contractor to give them some Ability to say, no, we didn't instruct him to do it. It's not our guy. He went rogue on his own. I don't hate that yeah. theory a little bit. <laughs> I don't hate that theory either, and I do like the point where they bring up how the offense has been struggling, so maybe they actually are filming the defensive coaches. Yeah. So, when you, yeah, when you mention that, I mean, yeah, I, I, who knows if it's true, but I don't hate that theory as well. I really don't. I will say, just to kind of wrap it up and put a bow on it, I am with you, though. If they did film them in the – the footage is distinguishedly of coaches calling in plays. They do yeah. need to fucking hammer them. The, the two too. strikes is, yeah, it's it's time to do it. You can't get your hand stuck in the cookie jar this many times and continue to get away with it. And it just seems like a weird one against the Bengals. Yeah, like why the Bengals? So, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, it's Spygate, Deflategate, now another Spygate. I mean. It's weird. It's not, it's, not a good it's look. It's not a good look. Yeah, exactly. It's not a good look. Not a good look. Not even to sow the doubts into the fabric but then again they do historically play better when these kind of scenarios come up so yes, they do. maybe it's maybe it'll be the start of a championship dvd um my point before we get into this uh, the week preview here too patriots too because i have a, i have a bone to pick with the nfl officials i have to preface this too 
because this is what we have to do when we talk about the Patriots and we're going to give them sort of the benefit of a doubt with something, especially officiating. I do somewhat root for the Patriots, but I would be saying these exact same points I'm about to say had it been any other team in the league. First point, I am so fucking sick and tired of officials calling dead plays on fumbles where it is a clean scoop and run. I have no problem with the NFL. They should come out this week to every official and say, if you blow this play dead, we will fire you immediately after the game. It is fucking ridiculous that we are still dealing with this in a billion-dollar industry where we can't get officials not to blow their whistle when there is clearly no player down recovering a football and there is a chance that the ball may have come out. Let it go to review, motherfuckers. (laughs) Sorry for the language, kids. Yeah. No, you are correct. They should. They need to let that. Yeah, they need to let that go to review. I, I agree. Because um, I mean, the pass were pretty. I mean, the pass got hosed in that game. They really did. Oh. Um, <laughs> they got totally hosed. And on top of that, I realized they didn't have any more challenges. But if someone like scores, uh, there needs to be some sort of like official review. I know they review all touchdowns, and that technically wasn't a touchdown because they didn't call it a touchdown. But it was a touchdown. I'm talking about Nikhil Henry's play, obviously. Yep. Um, they need to uh, – that that just can't happen. It really can't. I agree with you. It is – so that's my other one. I don't – it doesn't annoy me as much as the fumble thing, but it's definitely annoying. Like, the fumble thing drives me up a fucking wall yes. no matter what game I'm watching. It, it makes me scream at the television. <laughs> like, I want to punch something because it is so infuriating. Mm-hmm. Um, the touchdown one, I'm with you. That is where, once again, kind of the sky judge – the thing people have been throwing around where we need somebody in the booth to be like, no, that was obviously not down. But you've kind of alluded to it there and said it. After the game, the head official said one guy's view was blocked. The other said, no, he was out. If you have one guy who's looking down the line whose view is blocked and the other says he's down, but there was the potential of score, why would you not just be like, fuck it, let's call it a touchdown and go to review because that will clear us of everything. Like, it makes zero sense. Like, these dudes are dum-dums to not be able to think that through on the field. <laughs> like, they meet up, they come together, and they go, well, I didn't see it. And the other guys are like, I kind of saw it. At yeah. that point, just put them up. What are we doing? <laughs> it always gets reviewed. If it's not a touchdown, they'll save your ass. They'll right. review it. Completely agree. Yeah, 100%. If you don't have a good view on it, just call it a touchdown. Yeah, and like... I get it. Mistakes happen. Yeah. You make mistakes in your life. I make mistakes in my life, in my job. Like, everybody makes mistakes here and there. Oh, yeah. But when there's a system, a safety lever in place, it makes zero sense to be like, no, let's not use that, and let's call him out when he clearly wasn't out. Yeah. And avoid that safety lever. It just seems dumb. And that pass interference, too. Post, I don't know what pass interference is. It is Who the knows? dumbest rule, because if they don't call that one— where I forget who the player was, but very clearly pass interference. Oh, my God, I, yeah. But the grandmother up in the nosebleeds could fucking see it. <laughs> I don't know how they don't. It's outrageous. And the, now we're now we're all of a sudden overturning them on challenges when before in the season we weren't. Like, it is an absolute cluster, and I don't understand how a billion-plus-dollar industry can't figure out officiating. Agreed. It's a, it's a disaster. It needs, it, it needs to get better. And it, I feel like this is just something we harp on every year and it just never gets better it's insane that it hasn't got better it's gotten worse essentially (laughs) like Like i've been saying you you agree age limit on these officials yep sorry (laughs) you can't be that old out there running with these freak athletes i would agree the game is happening too fast the guy thinks the guy's out when he clearly isn't and he's 
only a couple feet away. Like, what are we? Your eyes just aren't good anymore at yeah, this point. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I think that your, your rule there makes perfect sense. And yep. Sky Judge would probably need to be worked because the NFL, I'm sure, would fuck it up on the first go around, even though, like, the AAF or whatever that league was called seemed to get it perfectly fine. Yeah. The rinkety dink league that got put together that couldn't get payroll <laughs> out the first week could figure out officiating, but the NFL can't. Makes no sense. Zero sense. All right. Now that I'm fired up, let's get to week 15. As we go through the picks, we'll touch probably a little bit on the recaps from last week, but we start off today. Jets Ravens. I mean, the line's at 15 and a half, over under 45. Why did the Jets get off the bus? I don't know. Um, you've got Bell's flu gate, which Pat, I saw Pat McAfee hit on this, and I was so pissed because we couldn't, we didn't record before I saw this, but I had the same theory. Like, why is this man out in public bowling when he's got the flu on the tail end? Um, Jets locker rooms lost. Jets head coaching staff is brain dead. It's a team full of sickness. The Ravens are have literally gone through the best teams in the league, essentially, and won all those games. Uh, I don't see how this game is even close. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's a Thursday game. It's in Baltimore. It's I, I, I see this being a three-quarter game for Lamar and then Lamar hanging out on the sideline. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Why, why should the Jets even get off the bus? Um, yeah. <laughs> the Jets are so bad and such a mess right now that maybe if they weren't this messy and shit, you would look at the Ravens and be like, hmm, potentially a trap game. But no, 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 no. They are going to shit all over the New York Jets. And it's a Thursday night game, which yes. there will be some absolute foolery going around. Like, yes. there, we are going to see some truly dumb shit go on on Thursday night football, as we always do, especially when there is a far superior team playing a so, not even in the same atmosphere, yes. inferior team. So, yeah. I think I like the number 215. I definitely I do, too. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, next game, Bears-Packers. This game is super interesting to me. It's, yeah. Are the Did the Packers peak too early, and are the Bears peaking at the right time to potentially get the wild card spot is my question on this one. It's a very legit question. Um, I just – I've been watching – the Bears and the Packers have been on TV a lot this year. Um, a lot, yeah. A whole lot. <laughs> like um, the Browns a lot. <laughs> yeah, Browns, Bears, Packers, Cowboys, Patriots this year. I feel like I know these teams very well. And Seattle, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, like you just said, did the Packers peak a little early? I, I think maybe. Um, the Skins just went in the Lambeau and competed pretty well, and we're not very good. Um, and the Bears, who I thought were dead, done, had no shot, are suddenly a competitive team. Uh, this is a tough game, and uh, the line—I'm going to line at four and a half. It's—it's it's really hard for me to predict who's going to like who to take on that line. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to lean a little towards the pack, but I'm not super confident about that. So that's where I'm at. I also see it at four and a half, over/unders 41. Yeah, I think the Packers definitely peaked too early because they that offense looks broken the last couple. Yes, of like really bad. Um, the defense also has looked like starting the season. Yeah, the, earlier the season you're like, holy shit, the Packers have figured out defense. Oh and yeah. Now it's like, oh no, no they did, no they did not. <laughs> no, nah. not really. There are some big holes there. Um, Skins ran all over them. Yep, and that's the thing is like 
The Bears are getting Hicks, Hicks back, who automatically makes that defense back to oh, yes. one of the best defenses in the league. Um, the way the 49ers have been playing, I don't know if I'm going to call them the best, but they're definitely up there when Hicks comes back. So they're getting him back at the right time. Mitch has been playing. He's played. He's put together now two extremely good weeks of football yeah. back-to-back. Now, yeah. one was against the Lions, but one was against the Cowboys, who have a top-10 defense, I believe, statistically. He threw for 24 yards, had 74% completion percentage, three touchdowns, one interception, a rating of 115. So he's now put – and he had a very similar week the week before. He's putting together some weeks here where it's like, I don't think he's going to be the long-term solution there because he'll eventually come back to back down to earth. But it's like, this is a big game. The Bears are in the hunt for a playoff spot. They seem to be getting some steam at the right time. Nagy has figured out kind of what works and what doesn't work offensively, it looks like, at least right now. So he's calling with confidence. I lean Packers because it just it feels like one of those games where it's like we're getting too excited for the Bears almost. Yeah. But it's so tough because I could easily talk myself into the Bears on this one. It's going to be probably the game for me to watch because I think whoever wins this obviously is going to win the division and make the playoffs. But because the Bears then have to win out, but it's going to be a good one. (laughs) It should be a really good one. Yeah. I mean – like I said, Mitch is just riding high right now, and they they need to just hope that lasts for as long as possible. I, I agree, it's not going to last for forever. I, I still think he's a mediocre quarterback, but right now he is he's feeling it, and that is what the Bears need right now. He's playing with confidence, and a Mitch with confidence is a, a Mitch that you can talk yourself into winning a game <laughs> oh, yeah. or winning you a bet. Yeah. Um, we mentioned the Seahawks being on TV. They're the next line I see: Seahawks, Panthers. Six and a half is the line. Seahawks are favored here. It's at North Carolina. Over-under is 48. The Seahawks are just winning dirty when they win. And when they lose, it's competitive. But the Panthers, I mean, they're dead man walking. They just got beat by the Falcons by 20 last week, I think it was. It's like 40-something to 20. Um, I like the Seahawks here. I still like the Seahawks as a whole. But I am becoming a little bit more concerned because they do just seem to kind of play to whatever their talent level is which isn't a terrible thing, but you'd like to see a little bit more kind of winning with emphasis as we get kind of to the playoff stretch here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, their games are just always fucking insane. (laughs) It makes me really happy. I mean, I'm not really happy because they're actually a good team, but it makes me kind of happy that I'm not a Seahawks fan because I'm like, oh my, like these games, like I'm getting stressed out and I don't even care about Seahawks games. And I'm watching, I'm like, everything that could possibly happen in these Seahawks games just seem to always happen. Um, the Panthers are currently so dead in the water, though. I mean, they are just, they are crumbling. They crumbled like like this kind of last year, too. It's really weird that they've done that two years in a row. Um, but I, I like Seattle on this. Seattle, like you said, though, they do seem to play down to their competition. Every game seems to be close. Their defense is not nearly what it has been in the past. They basically, they basically get no pressure on quarterbacks. I mean, yep. Clowney could cause a little havoc, but he's more—he causes more havoc in the running game than he does in the in the in, in pass rushing. So I still like Seattle. I have them at six and a half. I, I think they cover that, um, but uh, you, you never know. It could be close with, with Seattle. They're just weird. Yeah, they are weird. I would say this: if they're gonna have a game where they finally kind of put a little juice on it and get a big win, it's going to be against the Panthers. Like this could be a tune-up game or it can be the panic buttons out because we weren't barely beating the Panthers or we lose yeah. the Panthers in this case. And then you're really looking at like, oh shit, kind of 
what are we going to do come playoff time if we still yeah. make it? Because the Rams are charging now a little bit. <laughs> they are. Yeah, no, yeah, they definitely are. Um, I am also part of the belief in the um, the 1 p.m. games for those West Coast teams. I, I do think it has an effect. Um, so hopefully, because I'm probably going to bet on Seattle. Hopefully Seattle is able to wake up, um, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, next, I think I'm leaning Seattle on this one. I'll tweet all these out when I actually make a decision, but Patriots, Bengals, Spygate 2.0, the line's at 10, 41. Bengals have been the the worst, most competitive team I think I've ever seen in football. Like, yeah. they can't win games, but damn, are they competitive. They would probably have a little bit more wins if they hadn't played Ryan Finley, which also, yeah. credit to them, on a beautiful tank job where, like, they didn't kind of openly say we're tanking. They flew under the radar, and then when they were getting really competitive and close, they're like, no, nah, let's bench the starting QB, Andy Dalton. Let's put in this rookie in the middle of nowhere to kind of lose steam real quick. Uh, but they are like a weird, feisty team that just can't close it out. Yeah, they are. They are really – they are like – they have very much under-the-radar tanks. It was always all about the Dolphins tanking, and no one seemed to, like, mention Cincinnati, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, they have, yeah, they have done this masterfully. Um, Andy Dalton kind of came back to reality last week, um, so they'll they'll probably take an L this weekend. I actually think I'm gonna. I know they can't really score, and this offense sucks right now, but I do think I might take New England on that spread. Yeah, they're gonna be playing angry. So they're that... gonna be playing very angry. An angry Tom. I mean, they they just show no mercy. Um, I I think this past team is not quite like the Pats teams in the past. I'm not nearly as scared of this Pats team as you know I have been in the past, but I, I still think an angry New England team, I, I could see them winning. If they can, though, if they can, they'll win by 40 points. Oh, yeah. Like, they'll look to kill them. And oh, the yeah. defense is good enough where, like, I'm not really – I don't know where to play Zach Taylor because he's not really working with a whole lot um, talent-wise. So I don't really know how to kind of – gauge him offensively right now yeah it's tough but i don't think he's doing much against this pats defense so it's kind of why i like that number better the patriots are father time is sort of catching up because edelman's getting old yeah he's having like a career year right now but that's just because tom trusts nobody and just forces it to him all the time now but he's getting old brady while still good you can kind of start to see yes Age is catching up a little bit. He's still a good quarterback, though. I'd still take him over the vast majority of quarterbacks in the NFL. But you can kind of start to see Father Time working into this Patriots, which I think they all are painfully aware of, I would have to imagine, especially this late in the season. Their bodies are telling them that. But, yeah, I don't think the Bengals are going to keep it within 10. (laughs) I don't think so either. Um, Tom is definitely starting to show a little sign. Not a bunch. He's still a good quarterback, but a little bit. I don't. I hate seeing these reports that Tom's gonna play till after you know 45 now. I'm like, don't. Like, just yeah. don't. And, but you know, he can do what he wants. But he he's starting to kind of. Um, you see this out of Eli. You kind of started. You saw it with Peyton, um, where it's almost like you see this with older quarterbacks, where it's almost like they they give up on the play. Yep. And they just fuck it. They just throw it away. Tom's starting to kind of do that. He never used to do that. Yep. Um, so. It happens to everyone. Yeah, it does. Um, the new generation of quarterbacks, though, in that next game, I see Broncos, Chiefs. Well, I'm not going to say future because Drew Locke hasn't been playing that long. But, man, has he looked good in his two starts. They beat the brakes 
off the Texans. The Chiefs get a good win, even though the Patriots got hosed in that game. I think I like the Broncos. Nine and a half is where I'm seeing it right now because they they play good defense, and Drew Locke has looked good. Now, I'm not saying, like, John Elway has nailed it with this pick, but all indications are showing, yeah, they might have something with Drew Locke here. I agree. Um, After that Houston game, to put that line at nine, I, I know the Chiefs are really good, but nine seems big. Yep. It seems more like a seven, seven and a half to me, but. I'm kind of leaning towards Denver as well. Their defense is really good. It's a division game. I like I like the Broncos plus nine there. Yep, it's a division game, and I'm a big fan of Philip Lindsay. Um, yeah. And I think the run attack they bring. I know the Chiefs' defense has gotten better, like it has improved, but they're not they're nothing to write home about. Um, so I like I'm with you. I like Broncos nine and a half, and I'm I'm real interested to see kind of Drew Locke as continue to play because. It's been it's been fun to watch those uh, first two starts. Next game, Dolphins Giants. I have zero thoughts on this game. Uh, this game stinks to high heavens. The Giants, the game we just had to watch on Monday night. Why we were watching that on Monday uh, night in Week 14 should be a crime against humanity. Terrible. It also makes me sad because I was watching that game and that the thought crossed my mind when that flea flicker they ran late blew up and then Barkley got like the shuffle pass. It's really a shame we're not going to see Barkley on like a competitive team, and we're going to lose one of the best athletes early, probably, because they're going to run him into the, they're going to play him into the absolute ground, and that yeah. is unfortunate. Because I would have loved to see him be on a competent franchise team. Yeah, it is unfortunate that I have that um, basically they're going to run this guy into the ground and for nothing for like seven total wins over his first three years, first yeah. four years, whatever the hell it's going to be. Um, I don't really have many thoughts on this game either. <laughs> I probably will not be wagering. Nope, this not even going to touch it. <laughs> it stinks. Uh, Eagles, Redskins. I have a question for you. Yeah. How does a team go into a game and say, you know what's good? Let's dress three wide receivers in the National Football League. Let's draft. Th- let's dress, not draft. Let's dress three. One goes down. Now we're really fucked. I don't know what the Eagles are doing. It is the epitome of... Of I sold my soul for a championship, and now it is when it rains, it pours because the Eagles stink. The Eagles are bad. To think that they won a Super Bowl two years ago is crazy. It seems like Doug Peterson may be going the John Gruden route where he's hoping to ride this Super Bowl for about 15 years. Um, they suck. Carson <laughs> Wentz is not very good. Yep. He's not accurate. I mean, I don't know what he's doing. He historically absolutely shits all over the skin, so I'm, I'm sure he'll have a great game this weekend, but he's not good. No. And I do team... feel bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I do feel bad for him because you're right. I don't think he's going to be the guy, but I do feel bad because every once in a while he will throw like a ball, and you see it game game where it's like, oh, holy yeah. shit, and then it gets, yeah. gets dropped. Like it just gets dropped. Like Booker was like, it was – and I think it was this game. It might have been last week. I'm getting so confused because it's literally – it feels like it's the same play week to week where he just fits it through the tightest window right in their hands, and it just fucking goes drop. And Booger's yeah. like, oh, that's a tough catch. I was like, what the fuck are you talking – yeah, maybe in high school. This is the National Football League. Like, make a catch with a dude in your face. Your quarterback just gave you a beautiful ball. Like, you got to help him out a little bit. Yeah, catch because, the ball. Yeah, he's not – I don't think he's going to be the answer long term, which they – they obviously bet it long term, but it does. I do feel bad for the guy because every once in a while he does throw a dime. Oh, yeah. 
and it's his beautiful. arm talent is insane. I mean, it like, can, he, or it yeah, can be super uh, inaccurate, like you said. <laughs> yeah, it can be really inaccurate. Um, but yeah, they they gave they gave Wentz. I don't even know the numbers on his contract, but I just remember when he signed it, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> that's a lot. But yeah. for a for a guy that you know generally gets injured. Yep, and we know what the Redskins are going to do. Ground and pound and just try to fuck oh, this game. Oh, Callahan, baby. They're going to hand that ball off and try to get this game done with under three hours. Hopefully Bill, they do. Bill has made it aware to everybody, even people who don't know football, that he has no interest in being a head coach in this league because he <laughs> is doing absolutely nothing to try to win that head coaching job. He yeah. just rolls the ball. He's the coach that just – he's like that dad that we all know in youth – where, like, there weren't enough coaches to have a full season, so one dad volunteered, he just shows up and rolls the ball out, and you just play horse for, like, two hours in practice. That's essentially yeah. what he's doing. He's like, just roll it out, we're going to run the ball. Fuck it. I'm surprised he yeah. hasn't just brought in, like, the I formation every play. Oh, uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, he did – the first thing he did when he got the job was he, he signed a fullback, which was <laughs> hilarious because um, we haven't had a fullback in years. So that was hilarious. But yeah, Bill. Bill's just old school. He's like, oh, I got, I got Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson's old school, so he just gives him the fucking ball the whole game. It, it's, yep. it's something. <laughs> it, it, it's something. Um, What's well, also something are my Bucks. Bucks lines three and a half. I have to come to terms with it. Jameis is getting a new contract with the Buccaneers. I think I mean, he is too. It kills me because this is. A, I like. I already know what's gonna happen. One, we're gonna kill the Lions. I'm yeah. like pretty positive on that so I'm i like you on that line yeah. yeah i'm taking the three and a half but he is going to string together i think it will be like six wins or something if we went out here six or five which like awesome guys because we didn't need the draft position there at all um to upgrade try to upgrade that offensive line um but yeah he's gonna do that thing even in that game in the colts game he had three interceptions one for a pick six we barely scratched that out like i already knew what's gonna happen he's gonna play good down the stretch we're gonna win games we're going to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe he's turning the corner, even though he's still throwing an outrageous number of picks. We're going to give him a contract, and then next year we're going to be – we're destined to be 8-8, eight and 7-9 eight, and nine for, like, the rest of eternity with James Winston. That's what's going to happen, and I just have to, like, become okay with that. But we are going to kill the Lions this week. <laughs> yeah, you're going to kill the Lions. I do agree with that. And, God, I, his stats, I mean, they are kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, like, they are insane. If you just stop being a – bonehead <laughs> yeah because some of the picks are like what in the fuck are you looking at on the field yes. like i don't understand and you can't win like you cannot be a championship caliber team or even really a playoff team if you turn over the ball the rate the Jameis does because like it just doesn't work in the NFL. everybody's too good like you'll win you'll win a handful of games because he is in like the rest of the time he still had four touchdowns one was rushing he had a shit ton of yards like he throws some beautiful balls and you go oh there's Jameis but then he just turn he boneheaded moves and he turns over the ball and you can't you can't sustain winning when you turn over the ball like that in the NFL it just doesn't work I mean yeah, it doesn't he's had four four games uh what how many games we had I don't know 14 or something where he's had three or more picks in the game yeah. That's insane. He's got 23 uh, is, in the season. <laughs> yeah, he's got 23 interceptions. That is, that is insane. It's incredible. Is I mean, it's just not any any. He, he's got at least like two or three games. I think where the first play throws a pick six. <laughs> like that's how he came in the league. It's how he's gonna go out. I mean, I just have to. I have to accept the fact we're gonna keep him, and yeah, I'm just I think screwed. So. 
I got to hope because the comparison of him and Peyton was going around the internet, which there's so much wrong with that comparison. I don't have enough time to go into that, but I have to just pray that that ends up working out and he just decides to maybe wear contacts or something. I don't know. The dude obviously can't see the field. <laughs> Texans Titans. This is my game of the week. Yes. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. I went, it's kind of impressive. I think the Texans might've turned it around and are not going to be that team where they blow it at the end of the season. And then they get the breaks beat off by them, by the Broncos and the Titans are the hottest thing in football right now. Oh. It's Derek Henry, Henry month. As you alluded to last one, Ryan Tannehill is playing himself into a massive deal. Rabel's got the boys chopping at the bit. They are better. They play the underdog role better than anybody. They're not underdogs in this game. They are the favorites. It's three. I think they might win the division and make the play. Well, they're obviously make the playoffs if they win the division, but I think they're going to win the division. I think the Texans are coming crashing down as they always do around this time of year. Yeah. Tennessee is on fire right now, like flaming hot on fire. Derrick Henry. I kind of every year I kind of like disrespect him early and I don't draft him in fantasy. I am now convinced if next year he is available. I am drafting him. He is a stud. I don't care if he's not good until November. He's coming to my squad. Um, I I like Tennessee minus three here. I think I think they could smoke him. I really do. Yeah. Um, it, when I first saw the line, I was like, God, I can't pick that game. But the more I've thought about it, I'm I'm leaning towards Tennessee. So. I'm Hopefully to they get it done for me. Yeah, because one, I don't know if Fuller's playing. I think the last time I saw Bill O'Brien didn't know, but that doesn't yeah. really say much. Uh, and without him, the offense just doesn't work the same because they don't have that kind of extra threat. It's just Hopkins out there. Um, so yeah, I like the Titans here. They're rolling right now, and I think they, I think they know that they can win the division in this game. Pretty much, if they win this game, they're winning the division. I don't foresee them losing. Um, Oh, Vikings, okay. Vikings Chargers. It is sad to see Philip Rivers go out like this. His is. arm is done. The Vikings, I don't know how this game's at three. I know, like, the Chargers are still kind of limping their way to the finish line, but three is nuts. Give me yeah. three all day long on the Vikings. That is, that line to me is crazy, man. Craziness. I can't believe that's um, like that. Just seems like I know the Chargers have beat the brakes off the Jags, but let's face it, the Jags are the Jags. Nick Foles. Um, <laughs> that yeah, that was a terrible signing. Minshew Minshew mania is over. Yep. The Jags are a bad team, but I don't know how that lines three. I don't care. I I, I just don't care what happened last week. That, yep. Vikings like that. It's gonna be a I Vikings. Just don't even have many words for it. That's just crazy. <laughs> yep. Um, might as well. I'll just skip right to the Jags. Jags. Oakland. Six and a half. Jags stink. They're terrible. <laughs> their window. Their championship window closed so fast. So fast. So <laughs> like, I mean, windows are short, but that might be the shortest window I've ever seen with them. Yeah. Um, that slam shot. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the Raiders' last home game, so I think they ball out just to kind of put one out. Like, John Gruden's going to have the boys going. Oh, I don't that's like sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's it's weird to know that there's going to be a team in Vegas very soon. Yeah, um, yeah I think I take Raiders. Ra- I don't know if I'm going to bet that game because, I don't know. Seven seems aggressive. Yeah, seven's a big number, but I hate 
I hate the Jags right now, so I'll probably just stay away from it. But Raiders win, I think. I think they show out. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, I game, I'll stay away from as well. Yep. Uh, Browns-Cardinals. Lines at three. This is, like, the game of the dumb-dumb coaches because, like, <laughs> just like I have to be uh, okay with the fact that Jameis is going to be on my team next year, I think the Browns have to realize that Freddie Kitchens is probably going to be around next year, even though he is – because they're, start, they're still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they've underperformed – atrociously but i think they probably win this game which puts them at uh what seven and seven and then they maybe win out i want to say their schedule is pretty weak down the line here um i i would hope that he doesn't but i have a sneaking suspicion he might be around uh because hell they gave hugh jackson two years (laughs) which is terrible because you're gonna lose obj you he doesn't understand that running the ball is successful when you have that two-headed demon in the backfield apparently um but the cardinals same thing with riley like he i guess still thinks that kyle murray can just kind of get to the edge and fly by everybody even though in the nfl every defensive lineman can set the edge and is able to take angles and has enough speed to kind of catch him like he doesn't seem to be making an offense that's conducive to kyle murray exactly so the coach of the dum-dums this game that's a good good point there yeah it is definitely the coach of the dum-dums um while I personally would not keep Freddie Kitchens as my coach next year, having Baker Mayfield go through three coaches in three years is really not good. Yep. Um, but then again, if you're just keeping one of the coaches that sucks, is, is it really worth it? It, it? They're really kind of in a shitty situation. Um, <laughs> so shitty. It went so shitty so quick. So quick. <laughs> like, three weeks in, we're like, these guys suck. <laughs> like... <laughs> and like you said, they have got two stud running backs that would probably start on about 75% of the teams in the league, especially Kareem Hunt. Um, I don't know how you don't give him the fucking ball. I don't yeah. give him the ball all the time. <laughs> yeah, and Freddie's like, oh, wow, they're having success. Let's now go away from it. Like, I what? Continue to run them. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, Freddie Kitchens is an idiot. I mean, the Bengals have... The worst run defense in the league, I'm pretty sure, if not one of the worst. And they didn't just run the ball the entire game. <laughs> like, I would have just ran the ball the entire game. That game was way oh. too close. Yes. When you have that it was. much down. So, yeah. I, I, I'd probably stay away from this game. Oh, yeah. I'm staying away from it. Um, 49ers-Falcons. 49ers are about to just beat the living daylight out of the Falcons. It's at 49ers. Shanahan's about to just murder them. It is Falcon down out in San Francisco. The line's at 11. I'm probably taking that. 47 is the over-under. I, I don't know. I don't know much other than they're going to kill them. I think they're going to kill them as well. Kyle Shanahan does like to kill his um, former employers, yeah. um, even though he has no right because he lost in the Super Bowl for on the fucking ball. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do agree. I think Kyle Shanahan will just draw up some ridiculous plays. Emmanuel Sanders is Still playing out of his mind. Um, so, yeah, I would take the Niners on that as well. Yeah. Ravens-Cowboys. Cowboys stink. They're so trash. Jason Garrett's got to be done. Ravens – or Ravens, Rams, Rams are starting to charge. It's one yeah. and a half the line. I think i take the Rams here because they are in full – I know both teams are in full send mode here because they're both super desperate. But, like, yeah. the Cowboys just keep tripping over themselves. Like, they, they have way too much talent to be in the spot they are. But, like, they just continue to keep tripping over themselves. It is – it's a spectacle to see. 
Yeah, the Cowboys are just crashing and burning. Um, luckily, they're in the fucking worst division ever, so they still may be going to the playoffs, which is just hilarious because this team has just given up, and they may be going to the playoffs. Yeah. It's kind of a shame. I like the, the Rams on the spread here. That spread just... I know it's in Dallas, and I do think Dallas has generally has a pretty good home field advantage. That spread still kind of surprises me. Um, Dallas has a lot of talent, they do, but at what point do we say, maybe these players aren't as good as we thought? Yeah, I was thinking that the other day, to be honest. I don't know if I'm there yet. I think yeah, if we got rid too. of Jason Garrett and it, they're still in the same position, then it's definitely, oh yeah, these guys, we way overvalued them. Yeah. Um, I do think we knock him down a little bit of a peg because, like, with this much talent, you shouldn't be having the issues you're having. Agreed. Um, but Jason Garrett is sort of an idiot, so. He's a bit of an idiot. I will always say I have always thought Amari Cooper was a little overrated. Yeah. Uh, I know he came. When he first got to Dallas last year, he played out of his mind. Um, and he's had some good games this year. But he had a great rookie year, and then he kind of just, like, disappeared in Oakland for, like, two seasons. Um, I think he's kind of just, he's kind of an up and down type wide receiver. That's that's kind of what I think about Amari Cooper. Good player, but maybe not the most consistent. I'm with you. Um, big time game, Bill Steelers. This is a great I mean, game. Great game, which is crazy to be staying with the Steelers. But Mike Taylor, Mike Taylor, Mike Tomlin has done in a hell of a coaching job. The Bills are positioning themselves very well for a playoff spot here yeah um there are i mean this game i'm very excited for this game i'm just gonna say it right out loud um i don't know who to pick here to be honest like the steelers defense is phenomenal duck is not as mike tomlin says he hasn't killed us yet um he's playing pretty well and then the bills the same thing like josh allen's had his lows and highs the defense shows up though week to week it's gonna be a good game i think it's gonna be a great game man it's nice to be able to say that because, honestly, if you had showed me this matchup seven weeks ago or so, I'd be like, God, we're an awful Sunday night game we have like coming up because I wasn't fully sold on the Bills. I'm now sold on the Bills. I think yep. they might win the goddamn AFC East, which is insane. Um, I mean, it could happen. It's um, not of the wrong possibility. It's really not. So I, I'm now a believer in the Bills. I was, not, I was also not a believer in the Steelers until more recently. Yep. So we have a great game here, and I am with you. I don't know who to take. I love that the over-under is 37. Um, it is <laughs> going to be that kind of game, which, you know, for people that maybe aren't big fans or are like, oh, no one's going to score. This game will suck. I don't care if no one scores. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I, yep. But I don't know who to take. I'm with you. Because it's going to be one of those games where it's like, it's not the fact, the offenses do suck, but it's one of those games where the defenses are just balling out. And that makes yeah. it interesting every once in a while. Um yeah. Last one, Colts Saints. Nine's the number. The Colts season's dead. Cha-ching on our bet. Woo! I would have to say. Um, I don't know if I love the number's a big one. Big number. Because the Saints, they're weird for me now. Like yes. a couple weeks ago, I'd have been like, hammer this. But now they're kind of I don't know. They're weird to me. I don't I don't really know what to make of them week to week, to be honest. I'm with you. Um, if you had asked me like a month ago, maybe even a month and a half, a month ago, I would have said the Saints might be the best team in the NFL. They're not. Nope. No way. Um, Niners are better. Ravens are better. There's just teams that are better that I'd take over the Saints. They are a weird team. Uh, spread seems a bit high. 
But I, 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 I'm still leaning towards New Orleans on that spread, but it's a tough. It's tough. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't know if I'll pick one of that, but that seems like a fair analysis of it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll pick. I'll make a play because it's it's Monday and it's the only game, so I will make some type of wager. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. I might wait to see where I am after the week and then go. That's that. always a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, see if that line moves at all a little bit. Um, so with that, uh, that kind of wraps it up for this week. Got any final thoughts before we shut it down? I am thoughtless. Same. I got zero. <laughs> so that'll do it. We'll see you next week. Peace.